Love Thy Neighbourhood is sponsored by Freenow, the mobility super app. Freenow lets me choose between four different modes of transport in one handy app. Private rides, e-bikes, e-scooters, and of course the iconic black cabs, or as I like to call them, the Knights of the Road. Just the other day, I was on my way to review an extortionate East London restaurant that only does pickle plates and cods row, and it's thanks to the free now cabs that are allowed to use bus lanes that I arrived on time and didn't lose my table. All hail the Knights of the Road! Big shout out to Top's Pizza. When you call them, you can go, can I get the halal pepperoni? And then they go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um... <laughs> We gotta risk it. Good evening, good morning, good whatever. My name is Joe McIntyre, the big dog at Time Out London, and you're listening to Love Thy Neighbourhood, the podcast in which someone objectively more significant than I shows me around a part of the city that means a lot to them. Four locations, one area, four places they'd give their own five-star rating to. Five stars, of course, that's what we do at Time Out. When we like something, we gratefully and gladly hand over five stars, changing the course of history forever. Today, I've been summoned to a part of London that I think everyone knows. It's Oxford Circus. That's right, Oxford Circus. I'm not saying Soho, even though we are close to Soho. To me, this is a different area. It's sort of Carnaby. Everyone knows the sort of architecture around here, designed mainly by the incredibly influential architect, John Nash, who made it all look like something out of Bridgerton. If you ever, you angle your head up and you see this sort of over-the-top, grand designs, Regency stuff, it tends to be John Nash's work. After that, it sort of fell on harder times and sort of more recently, in that sort of post-pandemic or even during it, lots of the super iconic shops and department stores shuttered forever. House of Fraser, French Connection, Debenhams, and of course, uh, the most significant of all, the big top shop, the psycho-geographical masterpiece that played a part in so many young people's lives. That's gonna be an Ikea. But there is sort of regeneration happening all over the place. There's always talks that they want to sort of pedestrianize that bit of the street, the south side of Oxford Street. I'm walking through the area now at rush hour, and the person who's taken me here is the very successful, very interesting Big Zoo, who is a multi-BAFTA winning TV personality and chef, uh, a grime artist, uh, the cousin of uh, AJ Tracy, and a cookbook author as well. He presents the TV show Big Zoo's Big Eats, where he cooks for famous people. And the fourth series of that, long awaited, is going to land September the 25th. Anyway, I think we've arrived at our first location, and I think I can see him. He's a hard man to miss, so let's go and say hi. Big Zoo, where yes. are we and why have you taken me here? Um, right now we're in Soho. Um, we're in a, um, a random alleyway. I don't even know the name of this alleyway, Silver Place. Silver but Place. I just know this as where Patter is. And you want to say what Patter is? Patter is a clothing brand that is from Amsterdam. It derives from the word Patter, which is like slang in Amsterdam, what they say for trainers. Right. It comes from that country, I think it's called Suriname. Is that the right way to say it? It's in South America, it's right at the top. Yeah, it's very next small. to Guyana and that. 
I think there's bare man from there that live in Holland, you know, like Van Dyke and them, man. You know, when you see them look like that, that's where they're from. Right. And they apparently, the slang that they use to say shoes is patter, so. And the yeah. people that own the shop, they're from there? I think they're from there. Yeah. And that's where the story comes from. And then obviously they got the store in Amsterdam and then they got the store in London as well. You want to describe the, like the, the clothes and stuff? Uh, what their is clothes it? are like streetwear with a lot of like style and different, like they do a lot of collabs with different people. They've had, they got like big shoes with like Nike and stuff. They've done like collabs with just hella people. I always just come to the store and vibe out. We've got a couple of the people that work here. It's cool enough right now, man. Yeah, it's nice stuff as well. Like inside, you know, just around the corner, there's the Supreme place, which is yeah, got a yeah, queue Supreme every Supreme's day. Yeah, right there, like literally one minute down there. Yeah, do you have any strong feelings about like Supreme and the culture of people queuing up for drops and things like I'm, that? I'm not really on that. I'll just pay someone yeah. that has gone and done that <laughs> and, and give them what, give them their money that they deserved yeah. for doing all that queuing up. A body in a queue. Yeah, oh, man. We've got a big dog coming through as well. Big dog. Yeah. It's a beautiful dog, though. You guys can't see it, but Charles is lit. Dog's doing a lo lovely pee right next to Power, just letting us know that he was here. Yeah. Marking the territory. It's mad, because this road is like a little cut through. Yeah. So you wouldn't even like really come through if you went to central London unless you knew it was here. That's what I love about Power as well. Like People don't really know where it is unless you know about the brand. You wouldn't really like stumble across it because it's on such a weird little... I was saying... Like, I, we're I in front thought, of someone's house right now. I thought I knew every street in Soho and stuff, yeah. but I can't remember ever coming down here. Come on, G. It better not be, it's great. And can you sort of shed some light on why you chose the area behind Oxford Circus, Soho as, as your place? I'm here all the time. I'm always in like Soho, bro. Yeah. You catch me outside this shop every day. How do you think it compares to other bits of London? Energy is completely different. Here there's like this mad buzz, there's this mad like creative energy. I feel like it like charges me up when I come here. Different people, different things going on. The local people that work here are really good people. A lot of things always going on. Soho is just its own place. Like, if, if you know about London, you would know that Soho just had its own vibe. You still get characters as well. There are still people wandering around who aren't like, uh, you know, they're not people you're going to miss. You know, like, larger than life. Aye, there is always something going on down here, boy. Always something. What kind of something? Just, like, crazy people doing stuff. You might see, like, mad celebrities out here just popping out, going to the shop or something. It's always a good vibe in Soho, man. That's why I'm here all the time. And our office is here. My office is up the road. Right, okay, yeah. You want to say which uh, celebrities you've spotted outside what, the pattern? Out here, outside pattern? Oh, man, just anyone in the UK scene, anyone that's doing their thing, you might like. You might see Skep here, you know, you might see Clint from, from Cortez here just, just chilling and that. A lot of the people that like create the UK scene have come through Power, have come to Power of what clothes from Pata. So you see a lot of people from the UK around there. Yeah, I don't think many people associate Soho with grime music or rap music in the past. You know, it's sort of people sort of talk about their postcode a lot and they talk about you yeah. know, where they're from. But it's interesting to hear that people hang around here. Because I mean, because you grew up in London and I grew up in London. Uh -huh. Definitely it's changed Soho. Like yeah, when, when yeah. I was younger, it didn't look like this at all. No, nah, it, was, it was a little bit gritty. Yeah. It was a little bit scary. And I remember when I used to come in when I was young, I used to be, used to be like a mad day out. Even though I'm from West London, like, it used to be a mad day out. Like I used to, I used to love coming down there. But Did your mum ever say like areas of London not to go to? Uh, it definitely won't come from my mumsy. No, it would definitely come from like the man them or something. You just know. We saying you man recording me live, man. Don't do that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's fine. How you loading? You're right. I right, man's doing a podcast right now. You got anything to say to the people? Uh, nothing. Man. Don't be shooking now. No, you don't got nothing to say. All you young men ain't got one thing to share with the world. Free Palestine. Free Palestine is what they said. They're very political. <laughs> Young political group of men. What about if someone just put a microphone in your face like that? What would you say? I say Balegda or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Balegda. Yeah, yeah, a meme. A strong meme. Yeah, strong meme. Yeah. The strongest of them all. Yeah. Feisty one, you are. <laughs>
what bits of Soho do you remember from growing up when you visited? Growing up, Carnaby Street. Yeah. 100%. And then walking through Soho to go to like Piccadilly Circus, Trocadero. Yeah. Trocadero. Trocadero was the, the coldest place of all time. Yeah. The arcade in central London. It's quite weird when you think back on just the size of that place. Yeah, it was like, wham. Absolutely massive. And yeah, it was lost in there. Like three floors of arcades, uh, you know, and they had the old-timey photographs at the bottom. Uh-huh. Do you remember Alien Wars, or does that predate your... Alien Wars, it the, rings right a bell. Right at the bottom, there was like a sort of experience based yeah, on... Yeah, yeah, I didn't ever do it, but I used to pre-people outside going inside. They used to always tell you, come come and get a ticket. They'd be outside trying to sell it to you and that. It must have been the most expensive thing to run in London, because the whole thing required like actual actors with like, you know, pretend guns running around. Oh my days, I blatantly remember that. Yeah, I never good. went in, but I I remember it, I remember it. It was amazing, yeah. And they basically make you take part in Aliens, but it flooded mysteriously after a few years, which to me feels like an insurance thing, but I probably can't <laughs> say that for legal reasons. I, I do not co-sign anything they're saying right now about the, the, the experiences and the, the money and stuff. Is that the small print? Yeah, that's my small print. Well, before we say goodbye to Pata, is there anything you want to sort of, if you wanted to give a, like a final, like an ad spiel for the, for the shop and get people to come and check oh, it out? Yeah. Well, they stayed open for us to be able to have this conversation, so I want to thank them for that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's very nice of them. Um, what I would say is if you want beautiful drip that not everyone has, something that might be different, or you want to get a gift for a friend, we just want to come in and check out the vibes because there's good vibes here. I'd say just pull up Silver Place, Power. There's only one store in London. Energy's incredible. You might see me outside. That's brilliant. My leg, though. You were on one of the last print edition covers of uh, Time Out. I know. Yeah, and everyone said you were brilliant because the whole thing went wrong and you were basically on a little boat going, being sent oh, out so into we're really going to talk about this. Oh, my days. Well, they said you put They put me it. on a boat and told me, take a picture with a table on a little paddle boat. I'm a big guy, so it weren't really working. I was scared <laughs> I was going to get wet. Um, but we ended up taking a really nice picture. It said Big Zoo's making waves. That's it. Yeah, and the clothes that I think we got in were like not the right clothes or something. Was the a stylist just wasn't, me and him weren't connecting. Oh, that's a in shame. Terms of style. But I made it work. I had some clothes there that were mine and I made it work. The outcome was really, really good. Is it down this road? It's at the end of this road, isn't it? British. Yeah, we're going up uh, Berwick Street. Yeah. This street, of course, was on the cover of uh, an Oasis album. Yeah, I didn't I know young. that. Yeah, yeah, very famous. Yeah, look, looking straight okay. down there. Down there, but you got a mad market down here. Yep, mad market. Like you can get, like you can get, like crazy food, like from all over the world down this down on Burbage Street Market. Yeah, and there's a good place here called Miznon, just there. Miznon. I really like Miznon. It's like an Israeli joint. They do like mad falafel, pita, and that. Oh, very nice. Crazy Miznon. The chef's crazy as well. Are you a fan of any of the record shops around here? Because there's a no, few of them. You know, I'm, I miss that era. Yeah. I'm more of an MP3 man. <laughs> LimeWire and them thing there. Yeah. I do respect a record shop, but you won't ever catch me. I ain't got a vinyl player. Oh, uh, well, I mean, if you ever to if you ever to experiment, the Reckless Records there is my favorite one. I think it's got like the nicest staff and a good- Reckless uh, Records. That's the one, yeah. I mean, you've written and you've spoken before about the way you approach sort of uh, lyric writing and stuff, that you take the, the lyricism aspects of it like pretty seriously. Yeah, that's my, that's my main thing, 100%. Yeah, if there were people listening who, you know, they didn't have a background with grime music. They didn't listen to rap music. How would you describe your approach to them? Like how you do well, music? I do. Um, I try and explain my life and other people's life lyrically, like through through what I can enunciate and, and through through my clarity and through the words that I choose and the beats that I decide to use and everything. I just I just feel like rap is something that you have to embrace as an art. Yeah. And if you haven't before. 
there's so much levels and depth to it. You just have to dissect it and find what you find, what you like. There's so many different styles. But I, if I had to explain my style, I would say a lot of storytelling and a lot of reflection on our community and society through music. And are there lyricists in the UK or in London that you really, really respect? Yeah, like Dave, um, JME, Skepta, AJ Tracy, uh, my good friend. Yeah, people like that. Wretch is incredible, Gets. Well, we're approaching our second location. You want to introduce it and say where we are? We're pulling up to NQ64 Arcade Bar, good little bar. If you want to find like a little last minute bar and you're in Central, you don't know where you're going. You want to go get a little drink, cocktail or a mocktail, you can come here with your friends and play some games as well. Nice and simple, it's easy, man. Big well, vibes. Let's go in. All right, let's do it. Cheers, man. All right, blessings. Man's walking inside right now. NQ64, smelling nice, smells like, smells like clean toilet. It does smell clean. It doesn't like. It doesn't look like how it smells. I would say. <laughs> no, no, it's a bit dingy. It's a bit dark. There's a lot of neon lights, graffiti, and it's like you're walking into like a dungeon. Yeah. Were you always a big gamer, or is it something you just like? Massive coming... gamer, bro. Really? Love games. All I did growing up was play playing games. Like, yeah. When I was at home, bored, switch on the PS2, bam. The PS2. That was your generation. Was the PS2? Yeah. yeah like obviously N64 and them thing. There, like man played them, but I never owned it. Yeah. The first like console I really got was a PS1. I got a PS1 when I was mad young. Then I got the PS2, I was super gassed. And I is it, is it weird on. Is it weird to think about PS1 now being a sort of retro console? Yeah, hundreds, it's, it's mad. Like, man plays P5 every day, like. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of the fifth generation and. Is it like a social thing with like friends and everything? Like, I'm guessing yeah, yeah, FIFA yeah. and. Yeah, all them things, but I like, I like a lot of just like, I game a lot on my own. I play a lot like 2K, oh, yeah. NBA. Well, everyone's got a game they're into that people will be surprised if they knew about them being into it. You've got to have one. Uh, I like Rocket League. Okay, yeah. I play a lot of Rocket League. Like, I spend a lot of time on that for no reason. Like, Rocket League. I never got my head around exactly how it works. It's I've your, seen it. Your car, you drive, and you're playing football with the car. Yeah. So you have to launch your car in the air and hit the ball yeah. with your force to make it go into the goal. It does sound like the sort of thing that, like, um, if you were having a sort of brainstorm meeting to try and come up with something to appeal to men. <laughs> and they just went, what Let's about, like, cars, cars and Let's football? Let's football. Yeah. Let's make it happen. But it worked. Nah, you know what? Rocket League's cold. Yeah? Rocket League is very cold. Mine's got my drink and it's got a mad feather in it. Yeah. And it's mad icy. This is the Aku Aku Fruit aku Punch. Aku Aku Fruit Punch with the feather for the Aku Aku. You well, just got a drink that looks like an iced latte. Yeah, this is, uh, maybe it's a weird choice in the circumstances. This is uh, vodka, espresso, salted caramel and pretzel pieces. You better enjoy that, boy. Thank I you so much. Yeah, I hope so. I'm going to take our little right, pot on, of let's go play uh, some tokens games. as well. Yeah, let's go play some games, G. It's just it's so just sick that people are like gaming midday, innit? Yeah. Some, people here, some people here aren't even having drinks. Yeah. You can come here and not have a drink. You can come here and just game. Yeah. At yeah, Time yeah. Crisis 3, it's looking like it's right here. Or should we do House of the Dead? No. Let's do Time Crisis. It man. has to be Time Crisis, yeah. I am so gassed. Do you know how much I love this game? <laughs> how much money have you got money, yeah? I've never played an arcade game with a microphone in my hand. With a before. mic in the hand, like, yeah, like a rogue skeng man. <laughs> it's like you're announcing to everyone you're going to kill them. So is this what you'd have played in the Trocadero, you reckon? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Bit of time crisis with a man them. Got some ninja. Oh, I just got slashed by a, a ninja of some kind. Let's go, let's go. It's getting deeper now. Yeah. It's definitely not relaxing. It's quite tense, isn't it? I'm trying to it concentrate. Is, yeah, it's high anxiety. I think I'm sweating quite a lot. Aye, it's deeper right now. It's deeper right now in the field right now, yeah. How are you doing? Are you okay? I'm good. Oh, I just got hit in the face again. Worried about you over there. Oh, I keep getting licked down. Yeah, it's tricky. You can go, I don't know, maybe you can't go again. You know what, now, so Big Zeus, he's left me. I'm done. He's done. I'm just I'm done. holding on. In fairness, I think I was probably letting you absorb most of the punishment. He was, I was taking all the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, I went with a bad tactic and I tried to, I tried to um, weaponize a bit too early. Yeah. 
but I appreciate your effort. But you are the final soldier in the field. Let's see what you can do on your own. Is me. There's a lot of pressure on me now because no, the way you're popping out is like you went on a, a tour in Afghanistan <laughs> because you just were letting off the rounds. Oh, oh. no. As he was talking, all the smoke yeah, got smoked yeah, tonight. Yeah, okay, that's the end of that. But that was that's fun, time. man. And then this bit of the arcade is this is very old school games here. Yeah, got some old school, yeah. old school bangers. It's nice. Yeah, they are bangers, aren't they? People playing stuff on like PlayStation and stuff. Yeah. These people might have been alive when PlayStation was out. Yeah, probably not. And you know, they, op they opened up a lot of sort of like arcades around London recently. A lot of them are quite slick. But I feel like this one is the one that's kind of a bit grittier, a bit more. Yeah. It feels what like arcade used to be. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of the new ones, they sort of miss the feeling of an arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too fresh and too light and too happy. Yeah. Arcade's got to feel a bit depressing. <laughs> You'll be a little bit depressed, like, why am I here? But I'm here. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to play Guitar Hero. Even though I shouldn't be playing Guitar Hero, I'm going to play it right now. At 2 p.m. on a Monday. Yeah, cold. <laughs> cold. Love Thy Neighborhood is sponsored by FreeNow, the mobility super app. Thanks to FreeNow, I can get to where I need to go in London in a private ride, black cab, e-scooter, or e-bike. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now. Yeah, we're back on the road. Oh my days, the, the color of the sky is beautiful right now. It's gone weird, yeah, it's proper twilight. It's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bit eerie. It's kind of like end of summer vibes. It really is end of summer vibes. It's quite melancholy. Yeah, gee. But now we're heading to our next place. It's weird after you play Time Crisis for even a short period of time. I feel like I need to duck behind things as I walk by them. Yeah. Just in case. I'm getting a little Should bit we go twitchy. Should we go down Carnaby? Yeah, let's go down let's Carnaby. Let's go down Carnaby, man. Let's enjoy our lives and take the routes that we think are going to give us vibes. Because all I do is consistently rhyme when I walk around to my guy. We're going you know the vibes. Oh, I know the vibes. Let's keep going with the rhymes. Uh, have you got bars for, for the times? I have no bars for the times. I enjoy eating lemons and limes. Jeez. Yeah. Keep going, keep going, my guy. Um, I like bells when they make chimes. Jeez. Uh, Anything else? That might be the end of the rhymes for the moment. Okay, uh, cool. Oh, yeah, you like keep up walking to higher climbs. Okay. But there's more to it than just coming up with words than rhyme, that rhyme, isn't there? It's uh -huh, like, uh -huh. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna convince myself I know what I'm doing. No, but you've done well there. Oh, thank you. That's like a short poem. Well, yeah, very short, yeah. Very you're being, short you're being very generous. I am a generous man. Yeah. Man. Do you want to say where we are for our third location? We're in the Shoom right now, a very packed the Shoom, very busy, there's a lot going on. It's a bit of a legendary spot in London. It's quite, it's quite weird walking through with a microphone like this. I feel like a sort of game show host. I know, welcome to the Shoom. <laughs> We've been shown to our table now, and it's packed. What is it about Dishoom that you love so much? It's just a mad little place. Queues are crazy. Restaurants are massive. If you've never been before, it's a bit. It's quite. It's quite different to what you get from restaurants nowadays. I feel like this is how restaurants used to be. Yeah. Packed, full of people, but this quite weirdly, it's not full of families and young people and little kids running around. It's quite a grown vibe. Yeah. It's like an adult flipping. Playpen. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people in this room. And there's a lot of atmosphere and noise and stuff like that. Do you look for places that have like a bit of life to them? Yeah, I, I don't mind the intimate quiet joints, but more time I like being in a place where it's bubbly, vibey. Yeah. Uh, no one's really caring about what I'm doing. Yeah. Everyone is in their own little world. Oh, I suppose so, yeah, because you're, you know, you're a recognizable guy. Yeah, and definitely. If you go somewhere where it's bit low lighting there's more chance people are going to sort of like people spend are just their... staring at me and shit like yeah. I swear down is that bro. what happens people just spend the whole meal staring yeah bro oh. but it's life it's not it's, I, I get on with it I don't really let it affect me yeah but I do like going to a louder place because no one really cares about what you're doing 
it's like, like camouflage. Like, yeah, people let you, you hide in plain sight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> especially when it comes to food, like, because I'm a, a TV chef, people that come out to eat, especially if they're like places that are like considered to be foodie, which I definitely say the shroom is, if you're bloody waiting outside for this one specific curry, you're probably a foodie. Yeah. And if you're a foodie, you like watching food content. And if you like watching food content, you use a percentage, you probably know who I am. The other thing as well, which is probably like a blessing and a curse, but you've got a very affable, nice personality. Thank you. So one of those people that like a stranger might look at you and think that they're your friend, even if they've never met yeah, you before. Yeah, 100%. Everyone, because I like admit this lovely human being sometimes, Sometimes I'm a prick, I can't lie. Yeah. But more time I'm a nice guy, I think. And I think people, when they meet me, they expect me to be like that. But then sometimes I might not be in the mood. Yeah. But I got to respect that that person doesn't add to that. They're, yeah. they're just excited to see me. So yeah. I just got to be, I just try to be nice all the time. And there are times I tell people, yo, I can't take a picture right now. Or, yo, right now I'm not really trying to chat too much. But then more time, love, man. If you see me on the street, say well gone. I think I heard the comedian Johnny Vegas, someone said about him that because he's got such a nice vibe, everyone tries to buy him a drink all the time. He can't uh-huh. go into a pub without everyone thinking they're his mates. I rate that. So it might be a similar thing, yeah. Uh, it's not bad, Johnny Vegas, my guy, I love him. Yeah, he's a very funny dude. Hilarious, bro. What do you normally order when you go to an Indian restaurant? Is there certain dishes uh, you look for? Everything, blood. I want some meat, some chicken, some rice, some naan, some curry, some vegetables. Yeah. Is there a specific curry well, you got to have a beer about? as well. I yeah. don't really drink all the time, but right now I just come back from holiday, so I'm drinking. All right, yeah. But I don't always drink all the time. I get a lot of stick for drinking because I'm Muslim. Right, yeah, it's haram. It is haram, but life can be haram sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, no menu? They're not trying to let us order. We're not allowed to order. They're just bringing us food. I think they're going to bring us Can we selection. please get dal? Can we, is that, that's one thing we have to have, the dal. I, I would be amazed if they didn't bring the dal. The dal is unbelievable. The, yeah. These us dal is so nice. Yeah. Hi, right, brother. Let me get some dal, please. Yeah, let me get some dal. Jeez, hey, they're bringing the dal. I'm going to cry. Big Zoo's definitely got designs on the dal. I don't they got some random stuff in front of us right now. I don't even know what's going on. What's this? Do you cook any Indian food like at home often? Uh, what would be your go-to like recipe? I don't know. I'll probably make like a, a chicken curry. Like basic. Yeah. Basic. Oh, I, like making, I like making prawns with like a lot of garam masala. Yeah. Jiri powder, cumin, all them things there. The coriander powder, all them things there. Yeah. I like to make things that are nothing. I like to just see what I got in the house and just put it together, you understand? Yeah, I think that only comes with time. Like you can't learn to do that unless you know how food works and you have flavors. Yeah, over time stuff. you kind of build up what you can make out of anything. Yeah. I'm going in with this little curry thing with the, with the bun. It looks good. But that's hot, but it's young. All right, well, cheers, man. The food's looking really good. I'm going to tuck in. All right, gang. All right, we're just leaving the shoom now. Just left the shoom. Was that not a normal amount of food for you to eat? Normally, if I went to Shroom, I would have ordered so much more. Bear rice, bear, bear curry, everything. Yeah. That was a little humble little snippet. Yeah, it was a trailer. It was at the beginning of a meal, but it wasn't a whole meal. Wasn't a full thing. Wasn't no. a full experience. Normally, you attack it and you would be much more serious. I'd be going about, mental, G. Yeah. Almost bumped into an old woman there. I thought they'd done that on purpose. No, I certainly didn't. I don't Try know. barge old women. Is this the right way? You think we're going the right way to... Brother, you're in my ends. Yeah. I invited you here. That's true, yeah. Come on, boy, you got to respect it. I, I'm being I'm also it. taking you on the scenic route as well. I'm taking you on the best route. It is nice. We love Joe and the Juice, and we love Buns From Home. Those are two special shots out. See these two shops here? Buns From Home. Buns From Home, you go and get a cinnamon roll. Joe and the Juice, you go and get a, a, a nice smoothie. Yeah, Joe and the Juice is a bit of a big chain. But the Buns From Home is a small... I've, I've seen a couple of them around. Fuck with both of them, heavy. Yeah. It's down there, it's down there. This way. 
Uh-huh. We're just going past the Jon Snow pub. This is uh, this has been here for as long as I See, can See, you're remember. the pub, man. You know the pubs. Yeah, I can't I'm talking about it. all this and then you're like, yeah, pub, yeah. <laughs> Jon Snow, fuck you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice pub, though. I see a lot of people here all the time. Like, It's got an outdoorsy bit, which is nice. I like seeing people standing around in the street drinking. This is why I love this area. There's so many places. And yeah. they're all so good. Like, look at Bao. Bao is fucking incredible. Bao. Bao's amazing. You know what it is? I like my little joints. I like my little small places. Yeah. But I also like my places that are bait and known. I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind yeah. them. Well, we've just arrived at our fourth and final location. Yeah, man. Do you want to say where we are? Duck plus rice. Duck and rice. It's a good little joint. It's quite quirky. The food's all right. I fuck with it still. I like it. Duck and rice. Well, you know what I'm about to say? This used to be a pub. Of course it used to be a pub. Yeah. And it, of course you know that it used to be a pub because you're the pub man. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm seeing from the aesthetics, that's quite pubish. The guy that runs it, he also does, um, I think, uh, Hakkasan, places like that. Yeah, okay, sure. bougie. Bougie. I just like it, car. It's called duck and rice and they got good duck and rice. Yeah. I fuck with that. It's like calling your restaurant tortilla. Yeah. But tortilla shit. That's why I can't <laughs> fuck with tortilla. Cause how can you be called tortilla? But it's shit. If you had to name your restaurant in the future over like one piece of food. One piece of food? Yeah. Kebab. Just call it kebab. Kebab. I'm Lebanese. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it's in right. our soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Lebab is close to that already. Lebab? You might get sued. I won't get sued. Are you dumb? I just call it kebab and then put in brackets zoo. That's good. Limited. Yeah. Can you imagine owning a bricks and mortar restaurant in the future? Yeah, it's just mad expensive, so not now. Yeah. yeah. Let me make some more money. Yeah, well, I think and the hopefully guy, I'd be able to do it. The guy that owns this, he said the other day, he was like, I don't know if I can afford to do this anymore. And if he can't do it, then, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? He was saying it was just like the business rates are so high. Taxes are really, really yeah, high. Man. I'd rather just cook on TV. Yeah. Make people think about eating my food. Yeah. You never taste it <laughs> unless you come to my house. All right, let's do it. Let's go inside. Well, I want to eat, though. We got to order, please. Inside. It's quite a, quite a quiet night in, in Duck and Rice. It's quite a vibe. Hello? Hello, guys. How are you? Hi, you okay? Welcome. Yeah, we're you inside Duck and Rice. Someone just said, I, is that Big Zoo? I can hear the voice. <laughs> that makes me feel great about myself. Yeah. How are you doing? You okay? Wait, that's your brother. <laughs> no way, that's your brother. The producer, what, brotherhood? David, David Clack's brother. No, no, no. Is this here. is quite weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the likelihood is very low. I feel like we're in a hidden camera show. But I'm not in on this at all. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, this is nice. Can we cry? I, you know, I cry a lot. I cry when I listen to nice music. It's bad. What song makes you cry the most? Any Jasmine Sullivan, Lauren Hill, yeah. Mary J. Blige, yeah. those kind of artists. It, when they hit their notes, my eyes start watering. You can feel it coming? Every time. Yeah. I asked the doctor, why do I cry when I listen to good music? And they said, it's because the walls in my nose are thin and the notes <laughs> vibrate your head and it makes your eyes water. So I like, let, see when I watch X Factor, and the person's really good, my eyes start watering. It looks, like, it looks like I have no control. So it's nothing to do with emotion? No, it's not about emotion. It's not, you're not, you're not, it's the frequency of good music. You're not identifying with Lauren Hill's lyrics. I am also, but I'm not gonna cry over it. Does that mean, theoretically, you could be at a, a show, like a grime show or something, and you, nah. could, be what, you, nah, you could be watching Jammer, and you could no, start crying? No, I would not watch Jammer and cry. But if, like, if I was at a show, of talent show, and it was like some girl comes on stage and she starts doing falsetto yeah. incredibly. My eyes are water. But it's just about the frequency, it's not about the music. That's what the doctor told me. Okay, yeah. So you've got to watch out around certain notes, like a C sharp. Bro, if I'm watching Britain's Got Talent and that person has talent, I'm fucked. Yeah, that's fucked. I right, come, let's order. What's, what are you saying? Duck times rice? 
Yeah, yeah, as much yeah. as I love that the, the shoe, I'd appreciate it if I could have some food. You didn't recognize that as a meal at all. That was like, it was no, nice food. It's like I breathed. Yeah. I breathed in. Yeah. It was like in a, like an album, it's like an interlude, a skit. Oh, thank you very in, much. That's what I did. Cheers, bruv. Cheers, man. Cheers. It's great to meet you. Likewise, bruv. Yeah. And this is as close to a pub as you're going to get, I reckon. Hey, I'm not a pub man, but I have a beer sometimes. And it used to be a pub. It's close. Good beer, though. Yeah, that's nice. Very, very bubbly on top. I like it, though. That's tasty. I'm not really a beer man. No. Do you think you could become a beer man? Nah. No. You see, I don't like beer, but you see when it's like this? Bro, I can drink this. It's a bit like being on holiday and you get like, you know, a, you got a lager in like an ice cold glass. There's something special about it. And you just yeah. think, even if it's if it's midday, it feels acceptable somehow. I'm liking this podcast, man. Yeah, it's good. It's been going well. Like, just walking and chatting with people, it's very relaxing. Yeah, you know? man. When did you realize how much you enjoyed? Because I feel like the thing that you enjoy, when you talk about the process and you talk about um, big zoos, big eats, yeah. like, the thing you enjoy is the cooking. Like, you enjoy the process. Yeah, definitely. I enjoy creating new stuff, learning about food and um, expressing myself through different types of food. I think that's a really fun thing. I think it's, I have a great time. Do you get stressed if you've got like a, bunch of people in your house and you're cooking for like a friend or two friends are you kind of like nah. in the kitchen getting stressed? I cook for bare people I, like, I'll do like Sunday dinner I'll cook for like 15 of my friends and that yeah that's normal man that's 15 yeah man that's normal that's Sunday dinner isn't a it? lot of stress though like it's nah, timings man. and things like that nah bro man's a chef to you you're good with the timings and everything gee yeah. I'm a serious chef yeah 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 it's not a joke I'm always amazed when people if can I do cook it. for you your life will change bro really bro you see the kind of chef I am yeah yeah I'm not like classically trained and all them thing there, but I've cooked in very high pressure environments. I cook on live telly. Yeah. I cook for famous people I've never met before. I've been through some pain. So yeah. when it's home time and it's not camera in my face and it's not, I ain't got a mic attached to my chest. Yeah. And I'm just chilling and I don't have to film it 12 times. It's like when you have an elite athlete that trains with weights the whole time. I love this comparison. And then just takes the weights off and then yeah. they're just free and easy and the whole thing. Come on, that's what I am, I'm an elite athlete. An elite athlete, athlete in the kitchen, yeah. What would be your thing to cook to like, for like 12 friends? And it's Sunday dinner, very yeah. easy. Okay. You make a big macaroni cheese. I've never made a mac and cheese. Like, how do you make it like special in your mind? You've never made a mac and cheese? Never made a mac and cheese. And I cook, I love to cook. So lo you, you've never made a macaroni cheese? No, never. Okay, so you melt butter. Yeah. And you add flour. That makes a roux. Cook that off, make, make it not catch to the bottom of the pan. That's the most important thing. Cook that off for a little bit to make the flour not be as raw. And then you just gradually add milk. I, I like the add fact milk. that you said like, oh, I'm not like, you know, sort of like classically trained. Then you spend five minutes discussing the perfect roux. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, but that's that, quite, it's like that's that is. So that's how you cook it. Yeah, yeah. Add the milk, slowly, gradually, gradually, gradually. Eventually you will get to a beautiful place where you have a sauce and then you season it very well. Season it with a lot of pepper heavy on the black pepper, white pepper, onion powder, garlic powder, add some paprika in there, hot sauce and mustard, and a lot of sea salt, bam. Mix that up, add in your cheese, Leicester, put some mozzarella in there, Parmesan, Gria, cheddar. Parboil your noodles, yeah? So don't, don't fully boil your pasta. Yeah. You want your pasta very al dente, almost undercooked. Strain it out, get a bit of pasta water in there, mix it in a tray, covered in cheese, put it in the oven. That's the best macaroni cheese you'll ever have. That does sound Amazing, genuinely amazing, yeah. That's level one, you make yeah. that, make some rice. Yeah. Then I'll probably put some chicken in the oven. I might make like a little prawn dish, make a coleslaw, make a salad, bare garlic bread. Bam, feed 12 people. And what would be nice if we can order some food? Oh yeah, the menu. So what I would say is, I'm yeah. gonna get some prawns. Might forget the duck, my brain's just saying get a duck. <laughs> I got the curry sauce shell crab one time when I was here. Was that was bad. good? Bad. When you say bad. I mean good. You mean good. Yeah, G. <laughs> Come on, here to teach you. 
Thank you. That's one thing about slang. We definitely, you say things are like rubbish, but it means that it's good. Like, same way, like if you say that's sick. That's sick. Also good. Also good. Okay. I think I can carry those off without much trouble. Yeah. What would you say is more advanced slang that like I would have um, trouble with? Killy killy. Okay. Like if you went to me, yo killy killy. Yeah. I'll be like, okay. I recognize that from a pop can song, I think. Yeah, he uh, does say killy or not. If you say gang, I'll be a bit worried. Yeah. Like gang is a good way to end a sentence. Like, should we order some rice? And you went, yeah, gang. But you'd be worried if I said it, it wouldn't feel right. It would be like- If you say gang, I'll be a bit worried. Yeah, it doesn't work. You know, it's like putting on a pair of shoes that's like the wrong size. You're not, you're not like posh. No. But you're authentic. Well, there's no point forcing these things. You know what I mean? If it's, if it's not you, it's not you. Oh, you can try it, you can try yeah. it. What you need to do is when you see your friend be like, well, go on, killy, you all right, my brother? Well, go on, killy, you all right, my brother? David yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be like filmed saying that and then like mocked. Wagwan like, Killy, my brother, you good, yeah? Wagwan Killy, my brother, you good there? I feel, I feel a bit like, like sort of Louis Theroux in the... In, like, Louis like, Theroux's cold, I love him. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Me and him was in a rave the other day. Where Stormzy did you go? Rave, Stormzy rave. Stormzy had a little party. Me and Louis Theroux was broken it down. Really? We was both dancing he, he's, he, and then the thing tried to whine on him. Oh, really? A gal tried whine on Louis Theroux in front of me. I was like, yo, hey, his wife is here. Well, he's quite, you know, he's quite a sort of charming debonair, like, Debonet, you got the words. Some words. You read books, innit? I've got like 10 words. You read books. If you hang out with me a second time, it'll be all the same words over and over nah, again. Nah, what was another word you said? Melancholy. Melancholy, debonair. Yeah, debonair. I'm running out of words now, there's not many. You know, you know what one of my favorite words is? What? Onomatopoeia. That's a good one, onomatopoeia, yeah. That's, that, like, I, can't, I can't spell it, but hey, I fuck with that word. Yeah, that's good. Hello, waiter. <laughs> Please, may I have the Kung Pao chicken and uh, special fried rice. Come on, G, special for my special friend. Let me get prawn and Chinese chive dumpling, please. And a prawn toast. Yep, you're there. You're with me. The chili prawns. And then can I get egg fried rice? And then whatever these are want. Right. At this point, I'd like to broaden our focus to all of London. So not just Oxford Circus, not just around here, which yeah. you love, but all of London, everywhere. Places you grew up, places you go. And ask you what your favorite stuff in the whole of the city is. In the whole of the world. In the whole of the world, if the world was London. First of all, what is your five-star tourist attraction? I would say um, Regent Street. Regent Street? Regent yeah. Street, Oxford Circus, going down Regent Street. That's London. That's yeah. like, that is what London is. Yeah, yeah. So I like Big Ben. I like, I like you know, the, the, all them things there. Has the Parliament, London Eye, all them. But I like that Regent Street. Uh, so you just named a lot of tourist attractions one after the other. Yeah. London Eye was in there. Yeah. Regent Street gets the nod above the London Eye. For like, me, 100%. Right, okay. Because like, Regent Street, you can look at it and be part of it. You can go into the shops, you can walk down, you can yeah. touch the vibe. Whereas like London Eye, like you go there, yeah, you can go on and go see a bit of London and see it, enjoy a nice view. Big Ben, yeah, you can look at it, it's a nice clock, but yeah. Regent, Regent Street has the energy. Yeah. Because it's like touristy, but there's also normal people there. Yeah. Doing normal things. All right. And what is your five-star park? I mean, if you're talking about more personal to me, probably Paddington Recreational Ground. Interesting, yeah. I know that that's a brilliant park, yeah. I grew up there, played football there. Yeah. I played tennis there, yeah. at the calf, chilled in the, in the Rose Garden, smoked a suit with my friends. Like, it's that, it sounds know, like Paddington Rec is the, is the five-star park that, to me. For me, I love High Park, though, because yeah. I love the little lake with the boats. Nice, yeah. And the chairs you don't pay for. Yes. Ah, you got, I, you got to I choose one. It. If I have to choose one, I'll say Paddy and Rec just for the more connection to it, but Hyde Park for people. What but is your five-star burger in London? Burger. Oh, you see when you ask questions like that, I'm like, yo, brother, man. That's tough. I probably feel like there's not a number one burger joint for me, but I could say a place that I like, but I'm dissatisfied 
with the burger potential. You already know you're dissatisfied. In this country. I don't really like, I, you can't tell me a burger and I'm like, that place is the best. I remember I only eat halal food as well. Sure. So it's a bit tougher for me. Like I can't just go bam. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you were looking back to a period in your life where maybe you've, you've, you've had a burger. That wasn't halal. Maybe. Five yeah. guys. It'd be five guys. Oh my God. Yeah. Sometimes I look at God and I say, why? Yeah. Can I not eat this goodness? What but then I just fly to Dubai <laughs> and it's halal there. What is your five-star pizza in London? Pizza, okay, I'm lactose intolerant. I always got a bad answer for you, innit? I'm so annoying. No, no, I'm no. realizing that I'm a bit annoying. I'm, you know it is? I'm a foodie. Yeah. I'm a little bit picky. Yeah, but no, but that's fine. But it's because I'm a fat man. I know what I indulge in. Like, yeah. I know what's my pleasure. Pizza, I'm lactose intolerant. So most pizzas make me poo. Right. <laughs> but, um, if you had to have I, one. I don't really like the fresh, oh my God, the dough, oh my God, basil, marinara. I don't really like them. I think they're mad boring. A lot of people say the same thing, that it's over the top or the over the sourdough thing is like, it's not what you want from Where a pizza. Where's here for pizza joints? Uh, people seem to like pizza pilgrim. People seem to it's like- all right. Yeah. But that's one that gets mentioned I a lot. I think it's all right, it's, yeah. like, it's okay. I would say if I had to pick one, it'd probably be like Bossman BFC pizza. Okay. The other one that's like two pound. Yes. Six toppings. That's the one. 18 inch pizza, 10 pound. Yeah. BFC, Chippenham, that's what I'm saying. I used to get 18 inch pizza, 10 pound, share it with my boy. I do not want to think what that's that is doing each. to your bowels if you're lactose intolerant. Definitely and destroyed me. Yeah. But it's worth the pain. Oh man, is that and worth Tops, it? general, a big shout out to Tops Pizza. When you call them, you can go, can I get the halal pepperoni? And then they go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, um, you got to risk it. Yeah. I'm all smelling it when it comes. Smell a bit porky, but hey. Yeah. If, that, if the guy on the phone said it was halal. No, you know. Yeah, the random guy that will lie to you. <laughs> ask no questions. If you don't want to get the answer you don't want, don't ask the question. Yeah, Topps Pizza is my five-star pizza. Topps Pizza. Do you have a five-star city that's not London? I love Paris. Is that a food thing? The food is, oh my God. Yeah. The food's not a joke. North African food, Tunisian food, Moroccan food, Algerian food. It's always been a place that's taken food, well, obviously all of France. Mad serious. More seriously than anywhere else, earlier than anywhere else as well. Yeah, yeah on top, obviously most cooking techniques come from France, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But like, it's even the fast food there. Like you can get a little shitty crepe and it'll be unbelievable. Yeah. You know in France, you can go to a shop, buy a baguette, and it's unbelievable. I will eat a baguette, no butter. Yeah. Straight baguette, mad, <laughs> mad. Who is your five-star living Londoner? Who represents the city for you? Probably D-double E. D-double. D-double, the, the, the grime MC. Yep. He is like, he's a big grown man, but he still gives me nostalgia. When he talks, when he walks, he is East London to the core. Yeah. He is London. He's been mentioned before on the podcast D-double, well. D-double, 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the song with all the Street Fighter samples in it, which I, I if remember. If it's me, you're mad at. You'll get a scar on the chest like Saga. Street fighting, that's what I'm bad at. My team's working perfect. perfect. I come to you in a beat up Honda. Give man a sack just like I Honda. Give me the mic and let me ride the rhythm because I spit the fire just like that sim. I'm a lyrical invader. Climb into the top just like Vega. You beat me, nobody can save ya. I'm on the mic, I'm way too major. You're not checking up Caesar or Blanca. You're not checking up Caesar or Blanca. You ain't got money in the back. You're a wanker. wanker. <laughs> Ah, oh, what a track. Do you have a favorite Street Fighter character? It's a conversational thing that's come up in quite a few episodes already. I would say um, Zangief. That is unorthodox. I do like Zangief still. Yeah, because you're, you're a big guy, he's a big guy. Yeah, I relate to the, the yeah. bigness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was anyone's favorite character. It's because I like it in DW when he says, 
Just because you're big like Zangief, don't think you can ever try to give man grief. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a great rhyme. Yeah, that's wicked. But he's the he's guy. He's the best. I mean, you get a lot of enjoyment from rapping, and you get a lot of enjoyment from. I've not seen you cook, but I've seen you talking about cooking. I love I love food and music, man. If I had to ask the terrible question about like which one would you look at as something that like you you know you do for the rest of your life, and if you had to leave one behind, I know it's a terrible thing to ask, but it, it you know it's inevitable. It changes daily. It'll probably be music, but food will be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been really lovely spending all day with you, Big Zoo. Likewise, man. Yeah, like I didn't expect you to pick Oxford Circus, but the, the, the love with which you talk about it is very infectious and everyone yeah, here man. knows you, which is quite fun as well. I sort of dream of walking around and everyone like recognizing me, but it's never gonna happen. If it's not happened now- Hey, it's gonna happen soon. You think so? Yeah, people can be like, you're that guy that did that podcast with Big Zoo the other day. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, li I live off your coattails, maybe. Uh, no, but seriously, mate, it's been like a, a real pleasure. Likewise, bro. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the fucking meal. Thank you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Peace. <laughs> Well, that was Big Zoo's Oxford Circus. Uh, what a great time walking around. Went to two restaurants, basically, which I suppose you'd expect uh, with someone who's so well known for their cooking and also loves to eat, as he would admit. If you want to hear more from him and see him do his thing, the fourth long-awaited series of Big Zoo's Big Eats is going to be on Dave, I think, on September the 25th. That's always really good. He gets his celebrity friends in and he makes them food and they eat it and they, and they sort of get on really well. It's lovely. Follow him on Instagram, on It's Big Zoo. You'll see him plugging his water brand because he's got a water brand now called Drip in Cans. He's into that. So yeah, why not try the water? If you get thirsty, drink some uh, Big Zoo water. Kind of weird now stepping out into the street onto Berwick Street. It's all dark and it feels like you can feel a chill in the air. We've got a real autumn vibe to it. Uh, if you liked listening to this, and I hope you did, definitely subscribe. If you subscribe and then you see me in the street and you tell me you've subscribed, I'll buy you a drink or something like that. I won't buy you a drink. I'll, I'll make a small amount of polite conversation with you. I hope that's recompense enough. Uh, give us a five-star rating though. There's a new episode every single Tuesday and uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, so yeah, see you next time. Cheerio. Sometimes you need to make a quick escape. Just the other day, I was enjoying a pint with some timeout friends after work, and I realized that my poor hairy son Cronus was still waiting for his dindins, and I never want my dog to go hungry. Thankfully, on free now, the average ride or black cab is just six minutes away. One app, more ways to travel. Feel free now. I'm coming, Cronus. Goodbye.